Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Thursday Nights here on Garbly Games, North America. We have returned. Rumors of our death are greatly exaggerated. We are back. It's summertime hours. Things come up. Vacations, traveling, all that good stuff. House guests, yuck. But we're back. We're back with more Thursday Night Actoon Cthulhu. So thank you for joining us and uh, going back here with to our regular game time. So we're going to pick up where we left off in Egypt with Actoon Cthulhu. But before we do that, we're going to do the little round table. We'll get everybody introduced who they're playing. And then we'll do a little recap because I think we could all use a little refresh because it's been a couple weeks from where we left off. There's a lot of information that was dumped at the end of the last session. So we'll do a recap of that and then we'll get into it. So without further ado, Jeff, can you tell us about Pavel? Yes, yes, I'm Pavel Voracek, and Gregor as well, my good friend, he's right there. I am uh, I am a cultist, I'm Dreamwalker, I'm Druid, I cast spells, I control the weather, and I, you know, can, you know, I make certain packs with the nature gods, and I turn Nazis into shish kebabs and such. And my friend Gregor very much enjoys Sergeant Morris because he provides some round things, usually decapitated heads, and that's a very exciting thing. And uh, we're teaching him words now because uh, the telepathic connection is letting us, you know, communicate with him. And he's a very, very quick learner. He's got two words already that he knows. So it's very, very, very exciting. <laughs> what was it? It's like, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like, hi. Hi. <laughs> and then, Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Hi. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> He's very intelligent. He's, he was first in his class, as we all know. Like yeah. We've mentioned this several times in the Carpathian Elementary School where I found him. He was first in class. Yeah. All right. Uh, Megan, tell us about Ruby, who has been now uncovered as the true hero of this uh, campaign after last session. Well, we'll we'll see about that. See what kind of conundrums we can get up to. Um, yeah. So uh, I play um, Lieutenant Ruby McKay. Uh, she hails from uh, the bustling hub of Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. Um, she was born and raised there. Um, worked at a, a Verboa's diner, and one day, um, this the the love of her life. Uh, Roger walks in, and that was it. She was smitten. And when Roger decided to to go across the pond to England um, with uh, with rumors of um, unrest and and whatnot across the the sea, she followed without hesitation. Um, it was upon uh, his death when she woke um, in a, an army hospital that she decided to dedicate her life to um, uh, nursing and was recruited to join this ragtag bunch of. Um, officers i'm calling us officers this week officer okay officers section d right that's what it is right now is that right aaron yeah section d yeah, section d we're not section m yet da, da, da. uh oh hey griffin thanks for stopping by appreciate it uh aaron tell us about leopold yeah, Leopold or Leo Brun is a scion of two very powerful psychic families, and he was raised in an institute for gifted youngsters in Munich, where his mother, a very powerful precog, 
at the Plemonition in 1933, and they quickly and quietly moved the family to Great Britain, where later Leo used his great telepathic and telekinetic abilities to support the efforts of Section M and his adopted country of Great Britain. That's right. Some scary stuff that he can do. And uh, last but not least, our proto-Captain uh, America, Jonathan. Yeah, um, Sergeant Jonathan Morris, just an all-around knuckle-dragon head basher, career soldier. You would think coming back from the dead, thanks to some experimental blood transfusions, would make you feel, you know, like the weird one. But actually, I feel kind of normal here. It's nice. I mean, I can still catch bullets with my face, but all the psychic stuff and the, the cyclones and the, the ruby, man, whoa. <laughs> don't mess with her well it's been fun i like it and gregor he really appreciates a good scalp head actually he wants the whole head i gave him a scalp once you know he took it as a platitude but he wants the whole head <laughs> yeah very, <laughs> very good all right so last session we started off the egypt leg of our journey uh you guys were sent there you had ooh, i didn't even write down your your very vague instructions on who and what you had to find uh I, you ended up defining a blythe mathers right aluicious blythe mathers <laughs> uh former uh, english uh army man who is retired in egypt and he has taken it upon himself to find antiquities and get them, uh, you know, in the rightful hands and away from thieves and uh, uh, antiquity dealers trying to sell them into private collections. Uh, and he he was there and he was going to help you out. And while you're at his abode, uh, you encountered a, a strange little man, the Sheik, uh, El Araf, who, um, who showed Ruby her 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 future you know she had to go get a, a flower and after she'd done so she came back she met this this man in the night in the in the in the compound and there's a well and he took this lid off the well and he gave her an ostrich feather and she like ran it across the water and she was instantly taken away to another place where she saw a great temple actually i'm gonna reread what you saw in the vision to refresh everybody's memory uh you found yourself standing in front of ruins of a building to the right of what is undoubtedly a temple and as the great uh as you watch the ground split open and the sun began to rise through the crack in the stone blinding you That's, oh that wasn't all of it sorry that was the end of it uh do You don't see a reflection, you see a massive sandstone facade supported by six pillars. Each of the pillars contains the carved head of a woman with cow's ears, the goddess, goddess Hathor, who is immediately recognized uh, when you see her. And that's when it went to the, the, the ruins of the building next to it. And you had the, the sun and the temple and the shifting sands. And that's when you came out of it. And uh, the Shiki, he made you this concoction. And he, he said, you must go. You must go. You got to keep your mind sharp. Do not be chained by thinking that Willow 
is only of use for making cricket bats. It's one of the things he told you, right? You are um, going to be heading to the dreamland of Duat. You know, that's something. But you're going to go to the ruins of uh, ancient ruins of Dendendra. And you're going to enter Duat there using this this concoction, this potion that he brewed you from the flowers, the lotuses that you uh, you got him. Um, and that's that's kind of all you've been you've been told and you've been sent on this journey. Is that I think that's uh, just about everything. The Red Ale of Truth, that uh, drink yep. is called. Blue to Lotus defeat Flowers. The, defeat the Dread Lord Apophis. Yes, you can there. You can defeat the Dread Lord Apophis. <laughs> and then the sun will be yours for the taking. That was another piece of it. Important information. The sun will be yours for the taking. So, you know, you got to go there. You got to drink this stuff. And then... Crazy shit will happen, maybe. It's like peyote in the desert. <laughs> so, you guys know that you need to get there. There's multiple modes of transportation to get there. Each with their own, uh, you know, advantages and length of time. So, you can either go by rail. You can go by boat. Or you can go um, by plane. So, if you go by rail, you would catch an overnight... Uh, from the Cairo Central Station to either Luxor or Aswan, and then a local train back to Ken Kenya, or it's Q E N A Kenya 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 Kenya. Um, and from there, you'd either have to walk or take a taxi ride about three miles to the temple. Uh, if you take a plane, you'd leave from Al Mazara Airdrome to Luxor or Aswan. Then the train back down river. Uh, this is probably the fastest route, uh, but the most expensive. But I don't know if money's any object to you guys. Uh, and then uh, the other way is by boat. You'd go straight down the Nile uh, to get there. It's probably the most evocative uh, of all the different routes, but the longest. The trip down the Nile would be on a steamer. And it's about uh, 370 miles south of Cairo. So it's going to take you quite a long time to get there. Much, much longer than the other two options. So it's up to you. How do you how do you want to get down to um, the neighboring village? Hmm. I mean, to these I ones? love long, steamy, and evocative so much. But also one pump chump. Let's go fast. We must stay ahead of our enemies. We are currently, at least we believe we're currently ahead of them now after leaving Italy. So perhaps we should go on the most expeditious way to get to this dreamland of Duat in the Temple of Hathor. What that do you think, Paul? It seems to be our general MO. We, we kind of just rush into things. <laughs> Yes, you do. That's oh. good strategy if you think about it. Like, no one's prepared. Like, we're not clearly prepared, but they're also not prepared. So it's like, you know, even Stevens. So super fast. Sounds Perhaps weird. we shall call it a, a, blitz, a Blitzkrieg uh, attack. That is a good name. I've never heard that before. We should, uh, we should, that we, yeah, that's what we should All call right. it. Yes. Trademark stamped right here, right now. We own that. 
Yes, no one's ever going to use it in a different way. So it's never. We'll file a, a patent or, you know, an uh, intellectual property paperwork, something like that. I don't know. <laughs> there you go. Trademarked. Uh, so you want to go the fastest route? Fastest. Yes. yes. You're going to take a plane. All right. So you, you know, you're ushered out of the, out of Blythe Mathers home. So you head to the airport, the aerodrome. And you, uh, you take a book some tickets to Luxor that are it's leaving uh, later today. Um, the flight is pretty uneventful, but once you get there, you do need to book a train to get back down river. You're gonna have to spend a few hours there. While you're there, let's uh, let's let's make some let's get some dice rolling, shall we? Before uh, we roll some dice, can we? Um... Prepare our mantle for the day yes. and see if we have uh, developed any momentum. <laughs> yes, please go ahead. Oh, I should do that too. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes while yes. on the while on the plane, I will get the log out and I will do staring contests with Gregor, which is how we prepare. Oh wow, hey, nice. Please successes. Holy crap. All right, take take your momentum. Let us see, let us see. And I get focus. Oh, I've got so many things. Oh, look at that. We twins. I have also <laughs> three successes. So if you have maxed out our momentum like yet again. <laughs> so it let's, begins. Let's screw some stuff up. Let's do some things. Whoa, Who needs a plan everywhere. when you've got momentum? Exactly. It's really on our side. Dear Lord. And so it begins. Oh, where did my sound go? There we go. Of course, I guess technically we'd be like two scenes removed from when we actually did That's that, true. So. That's true. Good point. I like that. Thank you for being honest. Because you're taking up the. You left the house, and then you took a plane. Yes, yes, yes. I agree. Could you do like the telepathic thing prior to? Uh, oh yeah, you gonna set that up? I will attempt to link our minds so that we can communicate without anyone else hearing. What we have to think? Let's see here. Ah. Stream, can you hear some music? And if you do, is it not too loud? May I spend a point of momentum to perhaps improve odds? Yes, as much as you Please. would like. But if we're going to lose quite a bit of it, I will go ahead and use three to get four dice, and perhaps we shall rip some of it back. Yes, three wow. successes. So mental length is... Okay, so we got one back. So we are linked for five hours. Five hours? Uh, it's not even going to be that long to get to... The next village, Ken Kenna, Kenna, I don't know, Q E N A. Say Kenna. Hi. Hi. Uh, so <laughs> while you're there, so you took the the plane from Luxor or to Luxor. It's very uneventful. Not a lot of people on there. It's mostly just you. You've you you were given some funds from section uh, section D on that last leg, and um, while you're there, you're looking to book uh, a train. To your next destination, I'm gonna need everybody to go ahead and make me a 
reason observation and we'll do uh, uh sight if you have it uh, just a difficulty of one Okay. Jonathan is not very observant. Right now he's taking was, in the sights. He's just swinging his sword around the airport. What is that? And I was also thinking I would teach uh, Gregor how to do paper, rock, scissors, but uh, he only ever does rock. <laughs> That's I'm his third word. Rock. <laughs> <laughs> so you're... Every time he puts his hand down. Rock. It doesn't matter what his hand looks like. Rock. Yeah. You leave the airport, you head towards the train station, as you're making your way through town, through Luxor, uh, you do catch at the corner of your eye a small contingent of Nazi soldiers here present. Looks like they're, it's just a jeep with four soldiers in it. Um, and they don't notice you. They're just driving you know, down a, like an adjacent road. But you do see that you're asking Blythe Mathers previously if he was aware of any Nazi presence, and you have just confirmed that they are definitely in Egypt poking around for some reason. It appears that we were right to rush. Indeed. So we're, we are currently at the uh, the Aerodome. We have to make our way to the train station. Now. Yeah, you're on your way to the train station. You're leaving there and you're going to the train station. And that's when you see these German soldiers present um but you can continue on to the train station book some tickets to go back down river to kina uh and then you'll be there by nightfall so you can do you do that without any anything you know getting in your way anything like that and you're on the train to kina i don't have train sounds uh, and you arrive there later that same day as the sun is starting to get heavy in the sky and it's starting to cool off in the desert, what do you want to do? Do you want to do you want to go get find some accommodations? Do you want to just go right to these ruins that are nearby that you that you have been sent here to see for the next leg of your journey? What do you want to do? We should probably. I mean, it's possible. Uh, we've we've been awake for some time. I'm assuming yes. Like a, a while. You woke up early in the morning. I remember you guys were running around like all night, yeah. if I remember yes. correctly. And then early, early, early in the morning, you were approached and told to like leave before Blythe Mathers woke up. Um, so you did have quite an eventful evening the night before. I think you guys got some sleep for, from what I remember correctly. Do we want to get accommodations then and get fresh start in the morning? You know, watch the sunrise or something and then get going uh, and stuff? Yeah. Pavel, I would agree with you. It would be best if our minds were well rested and prepared for anything that we may encounter in the morning. There are taxis and carriages everywhere at the at the railway station waiting to take people wherever so, they want to go. Morris, uh, you seem like you want to say something. What is it? No, you it's, have an alternative it's good. Suggestion? I mean... That's, I mean, like, clearly, I just want to plow forward, but I've seen what this man does with his brain, so if he needs to get his brain clear, then okay. And you, you know, hey, I, you need to be well-rested. And, you know, Ruby clearly needs, like, three people's worth of beauty sleep, so let's do it. 
I, I, I'm kind of with you, my good sir. I, I kind of want to plow on, but I, I agree. Perhaps, perhaps uh, cooler heads will, will prevail in the morning, right? Uh, I am fine to move forward if that is the, the preference. It's just uh, at some point I feel our exhaustion might catch up with us. <laughs> I mean, after all, Lieutenant, uh, Lieutenant and Sergeant Morris, you are our military forces, our tactical advisors. If you believe that we are going to lose our advantage by spending the night, then we, by all means, we press on. So we'll say you guys have looked at a map also, knowing where you're headed. And the ruins are only about 1.5 miles or 2.4 kilometers northwest of the city that you're you're in. So they're not very far away either. It's not like another half day's journey from here. We could go take a look, maybe, you know, <laughs> reconnoiter. And if things seem right, we push forward. If not, we go take them. I do love reconnoitering. Ah. It is very fun. Well, we I'm I'm torn. We've got all our stuff with us too. What are we gonna do with it? I say we find a, a hotel or some sort of lodging on the uh, outskirts of town, one that we could um easily uh, slip in and out of and then leave first thing in the morning, like before the first thing in the morning, and just go over the cover of darkness. And, and watch the sunrise. Yes, yes. Yes, yes Gregor. Over, yes. We'll watch the, the sunrise. Good. So Leo will then look at one of the taxi drivers and in, in uh, Arabic, uh, Egyptian dialect, will sure. we'll ask for a, uh, a hotel or a hostel or inn somewhere on the outskirts. Yeah, of, of yeah, yeah I could take you there. I could take you there and they give you the rate and off you will go in a carriage to uh, the nearest uh, ho hotel. Where you find a, a decent, modest room and rate for the night. And you're so you're going to stay here for the night and you want to leave first thing in the morning? Yes, oh. yes. I'm before sunrise, yes. Okay. Set your alarms or ask the desk to call you at a certain time. You're not quite sure if that's going to be reliable as you're like out in the middle of nowhere outskirts Egypt, but... It's all right. I'm up way before the sun for PT regardless. <laughs> if you guys are still slacking, I'll get you. There you go. Alright, so uh, yeah, you have, all of you have a pretty um, pretty restful night. Ruby, you're, you're you just have visions of this, this temple. This temple all night with the, the Hather-headed columns outside and they just seem so vivid. And, you know, you wake up in a cold sweat and you close your eyes and it just keeps coming back. And you're, it's just you standing in front of this massive, massive temple over and over and over again. You just can't seem to break it. You don't have a very good night's sleep that night, but everybody else rests just fine. Could, uh, could I do something, GM? Is that okay? <laughs> sure. So, we haven't really talked about this in a while, but Pavel is a dreamwalker. Like, he, he goes into people's dreams, and he walks <laughs> around. I forgot about I that, yes. I was curious. I, I like to think that, you know, uh, Pavel does like to peek inside everyone's dreams, just to make sure everyone's okay. It's not creepy know? at all, you know, I enter their creepy, thoughts, you know, the dreams. Just making sure nothing, there's no, there's no craziness. I mean, like, accepted craziness is fine. 
So, I, considering what happened, you know, I just wonder if I could take a peek, maybe. Sure, you can. You can roll. <laughs> you violate uh, Ruby's dreams. That's fine. I'm okay with. Just a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit. I just want to make sure it's. I don't know. Like, others are. You know, I mean, I'll even ask, I'll, uh, how about that? How about we do that? I'd be like, uh, I'll probably say, uh, you know, uh, I don't talk about this too much because I don't want to sound like a braggart, but I'm pretty good at, you know, interpreting dreams and not just interpreting them, but like visiting them and seeing them. Perhaps there is something that I could see from a lucid perspective as a, you know, a foreigner to what's happening that maybe you're not quite picking up on since dreams are so abstract and everything. Only if you, if you, if you consent, of course. Like, this is not something I would want to do, you know, to a friend. Well, I, yes, please. I, I, absolutely. And if you, if you, if you see like Dream Ruby, like freaking out, like just tell her she'll be okay. All right, give oh, her a hug. Right, okay, yeah, yeah, that, that's how it works, yes, yes, okay. Uh, so, yeah, I just, can. so so can Pavel, just, just to get like a first-hand view of like what she's dreaming about sure. seeing like visions and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, yeah, what do you got to roll for that? I, it's it's one of my my personal truths. I'm a, I'm a dream walker. It's like, I got, you know, did pick that for in character Weird. creation, so. Okay. You tell me, man. Uh, <laughs> we've never I got mysticism. We've I never do, used this before. My my standard my standard casting for for traditional cast is is insight is insight survival. So that's where most. Let's of my do that. Comes from. Yeah, let's do that. It's a truth. So, she's it's, it's she's she's agreed to this. So I'm not. I don't want to make it very difficult because she's aware of it and she's okay with it. It's not like you're trying to like sneak into someone's dreams and things like that. Yes. So. Yes. I'm going to try to do that sometimes, though. Yeah, so only with Nazis. But like, you don't need to hide. Like, you're not scared of her seeing you in her dream because she's right, invited right. and accepted. So we'll just do and like I a difficulty can one. Just to flex the muscles a bit, so then I can go into Nazi dreams and punch them in their dreams <laughs> while they sleep. That's right, right in the face, in other places. Uh, two successes. The groin. All right. So take your momentum, and yes, you wait till Ruby falls asleep, and then. Ruby, you're standing there in front of this temple with these Hathor-headed statues, and all of a sudden, <laughs> he, he, Pavel peeks out from behind one of the, the columns and waves Whoa. at you. <laughs> hey, sleepyhead! <laughs> and you can clearly see now what she's seeing, and you can see that there are other buildings or ruins around it. It's not just this one temple. This is the, the largest and the greatest of all of the... Um, the structures here but there are also like ruin there's a ruined building to the right of it which ruby had, mm -hmm. had talked about previously there's like a, a a partial wall around it you can see there are other ruins beside and behind it and you can see these columns as well and you see this bright bright sun in high in the sky shining down like almost blinding but you can look right at it but and you don't have to cover your eyes but it's it's mm -hmm. It's it's very strange, but it's it's giving off this this image, and there's no voices or anything. Just this temple, and the sun. You don't even hear like the the wind or the sand blowing past. But 
Do I perhaps do like an invocation role at this point and just try to like speak out into the dream void to see if there is perhaps some sort of like mythos-like influence that's happening here, like someone's like embedded? Because invocation is how you like communicate with like the other creatures of the of different worlds. And it's what Pavel's good at, and I never get to do it, so I'm kind of what? curious. If I <laughs> sure, so so you just want to shout out? <laughs> I just want to be like, yay! Uh, maybe to Hathor, since we know it's like a temple of Hathor. If I could okay. try to like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Reach let's out, do it. You know. Let's let's do. I want to do two difficulty on here. This is not going to be super easy. Oh no, no, to fair pull enough, off. fair enough. But uh, uh, okay. yeah, yeah, you want to try and like connect and communicate with. This place? Yes. This vision? I want to, I, I'm reach. it's a temple to Hathor, and I want to literally try to see if I can communicate with Hathor, or whatever being or creature identifies itself as Hathor, or something like that, who might be helping to funnel these dreams. Yeah. Okay. Uh, could I do, like, persuasion, which has invocation in it, and, um, like, either insight or will or something... Uh, let's do... Mm -hmm. Will. Okay. Sounds good. I will use some uh, momentum. Sure, because uh, you're going to lose some after course. this scene, so you might as well, because you're all tr sleeping, right? So you're going to lose a momentum. So might as well use is it. Okay, I've been playing two different 2D20 games. Is it one for one, or is it scale up when you use momentum? Like one and then one for one and then two it's for two. Scales it's scales Yeah, you, you need three for two dice. Okay, so... So I spent three on level four. This is Will, and I have focus for invocation. Holy crap! <laughs> and all you need is two. So go ahead and take your two momentum. And what do you okay. what do you shout out? What do you call out? What do you or how do you, how do you say it? What do you do? What's your approach here? Oh crap! Right. Okay. Oh, crap. Don't forget, I'm very charming. Okay. Oh goddess Hathor, we uh, stand before your. Uh, Temple of great uh, beauty and, you know, age <laughs> and, uh, uh, okay. We are here with your chosen, uh, your, your, your chosen uh, emissary. Uh, this is my friend right here. Like it's Ruby, you know, you know, Ruby. We, we, we come here seeking guidance. We know, and I will then sort of like, recount some of like the specifics of what we're supposed to do here you know like uh, what guidance can you give us in ensuring that our uh, our path is is true and that uh, we we honor you uh, at the same time like what what can we do for you is sort of like what i'm asking here okay also this is gregor he comes with me every <laughs> Hi. Hi. So all of a sudden, this temple starts to like shake and rumble and falls to the ground in ruins. And rising up from those ruins is a big, grand, massive gateway with walls that appear like look like they stretch to infinity on either side. Like there's no end to them going from either way of the desert. And there's a big, giant gateway guarded by five mummies and they have armor on them they're holding spears 
And in the middle of these mummies is a large, strange snake, a massive serpent, probably like 12, 15 feet tall, but it's, and it's, but it's like girthy, like it's wide. This isn't just like a little normal snake. Like this is a massive, some sort of uh, god, you, mo you assume. It's a large boa constrictor. And um, I'll show you, I'll show you a picture of what you see. Ruby, you see that? That thing's freaking oh. huge. And it looks right at you, Pavel, and it hisses, and its tongue is flicking out, like, right in your face. And it says, What is your name, and why do you wish to travel to Duat? Uh, I am Pavel. This is Ruby. This is Gregor. Uh, we are coming here uh, to... Uh, uh, Ruby, I believe it was, we, we need to reclaim the sun, I believe, is the ultimate goal. Uh, but yeah, you reclaim the sun, that's what we're doing. And it hisses, and it slithers in front of Ruby, and, and it asks the same thing, What is your name, and why do you wish to travel through Duet? I, I am Ruby, I'm here to set... I've been, it's been foretold that I'm here to set the sun free with my friends, of course. That's me, my mood friend. Then he slithers over to Gregor and eats him. No. How dare oh, you? No. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Gregor is 500 feet tall in the dreamlands, just so, like, the, he's gonna choke. The, the snake then slithers aside and, like, almost like to let you pass into this gateway but before you can do so the sun shines through the gateway and blinds you and you hold your hands up and both of you wake up back in your rooms and the, the dream ends oh. uh, we we have to go we have to go so yeah we got to go before the sun comes up or something I think right <laughs> like that snake was so huge oh my gosh we, we we have to go. We just we just have to go. Let's go wake them up. I'll get Sergeant Morris. We have a system. It's great. Wait, I'll 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 get. Are we still using aliases? Should I get Sammy then? Oh, uh, what are they doing town? We can come up with different aliases. Just keep oh. shifting it. They'll never be able to find us. That's how we do it in the professional spy industry. That's, you know, I am definitely part of. I, I went to school with this with this young girl, uh, Susie Laurie, and I hated her so much, but I loved her name. Can I be Susie for this uh, for this round? Yes, you can, Susie. Oh. That's such a weird question. Of course, That's you're classic. Susie. You're yourself. Oh. <laughs> Susie, my favorite color is no. purple. Okay, let's go. Purple. Okay. Okay. And so I will go find Sergeant Morris, and he's already doing PT. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna wet William with Gregor and to wake him up, but oh well. So we'll be very crestfallen. <laughs> I mean, if if Gregor wants to, it's okay. Oh no, don't. No, best. Okay, no. come here, come here, Gregor. Best two out no. of three. No, we just. I just. Rock. Rock. Oh, you got me. Okay. Oh, that's four. Oh, oh he's gonna use another, another word <laughs> after going to the duet. Yeah. <laughs> duet. I'm an amazing teacher. What can I say? I'm inspirational. It's, it's awesome. He's had a rough night. We were in in Ruby's dreams, and there was a big old snake and like these mummies, and like we talked to like these 
crazy powerful creatures and then we nearly we saw this gateway that we're done forever and we gotta go now like why it's done okay well you reminded me why i'm so happy i don't dream that's just wow yeah i've peeked in there man we, we've got to do some sessions one of these days we've got to really unpack some of the stuff that's in there it's a very dark place it's okay bottling up just feels healthier i think like there's there's grimdark and then there's your head and like those are like different degrees but you know we can work it out i can help you i've been working on my name i'm thinking dexter lance Dexter Lance. That's yeah. Cool. I like it. I, like I was it. thinking Rex Star, but that's stupid. No, Rex Star's great. Don't no, no, Come on, that's good. I like that one. You sound like action hero. Okay, we'll go get the rest of it. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, let's go get Leopold. <laughs> go wake him up. All right. Okay. Leo's already awake. He's uh. Oh, he's man. in his room. He's uh. And Cesar refocusing his uh, mantle. What a shame! I was I was I was getting my pinky ready right <laughs> while Gregor was too. I was so Don't excited with Willies. It's a weird weird tradition. Yeah, that's not right. It's not. Just <laughs> why we do it. I'm gonna give uh, Matt a point of threat. Oh, and take no. my one success for the mantle. Thank you. Yes, I should do that as well. Do you want to reestablish your mental, or is that what you're doing? No, that was uh, just resetting. Oh my, god! Oh my god! That was just. Can I take your thread also? Other. Yes, yes, you can take. All right. Another. And you guys want to set up your mental? Yeah, I'll go connection? ahead and attempt to uh, telepathically uh, link us all. Success. You guys went both went from critical successes to critical failures, but Jeff did get a critical success and a critical failure. Okay, so you're all mentally linked. You're all talking about your aliases in your in each other's heads. Uh, you're gonna head outside your hotel. You want to try and find passage. You're able to find someone who is willing to take you out there, but they say like it's it's night. Nobody visits the the, the temples at night. Ghosts and spirits roam the deserts at night. You don't want to go there. Uh, that is why we want to go, actually. Oh, yes. Don't worry about spirits and ghosts. Like, I'll just talk to them. It'll be fine. We know it's fine. I've dealt with it before. It's okay. They're just, they're just, spirits are just people without bodies. That's all. You know? He looks at you and goes, it'll cost you extra. Who, who carries the, the money for the Yeah, <laughs> who's, who's the money person here? I, I guess that... it's, I, I... I believe that oh, is oh. Susie. Da? Yeah. Susie? <laughs> Su Suzanne? My... Oh, 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 absolutely. And I'll go and I'll grab and I'll just like drop like a whole handful of coins. Sure. There, there, you've got what? Egyptian money. You've got some money from leftover from Italy. Some money from uh, Vienna at this point. And a few nuts that we put in. And a like, few. Just <laughs> a few in just nuts. in case. A few nuts. All right, and he looks at it, and he's just like doesn't even question, puts it away, takes you to his carriage, takes you out to the site. Um, like I said, it's only like one one and a half miles to two and a bit kilometers. Like it's gonna it takes you no time by carriage to get there. It's about, you know an hour or something, not very long, relatively ah. short. Uh, but there are no lights out here in the desert. You've just got the moonlight 
guiding you, illuminating the desert all around you. But on the horizon, you can see these ruins. You can clearly see, illuminated by the moonlight, these, these pillars with the head of Hathor on them. And... And Pavel, as you saw in the dream, you can see that there's like a ruined fence or, or or a structure around it. There are other ruined buildings around this one, just like you saw in Ruby's dream. It's identical to what you witnessed. And they're all in various states of disrepair. Uh, and as you guys get closer and approach these ruins themselves, the temple, uh, there is a, a man with a lantern who holds up his hand and approaches the carriage and those who speak Arabic uh, understand that he's telling the driver that he's got to turn around. You can't come here. You got to come back during the day. And there's no visitors allowed at this time of night. He's got a rifle slung over his shoulder. It's a local man. It's not like German right. soldiers or anything like that. So it's just like, what would you say if we like, we wanted to go now? Like, is there, can we negotiate like passage and stuff? Like, we got coins and nuts and things, and if there's something else we can do for you, like, we could, we be, you know, we're very friendly people. We're, we're, we're all academics, uh, every one of us. This is Susie. Uh, she is, like, a super great archaeologist, uh, but we would like to, uh, we would like to, to pass through. We mean no disrespect. We will not, we will not. Why don't you make me a, a reason persuasion roll? Oh, Okay. Okay, I can do that. I can make a reason persuasion roll. <laughs> One difficulty. Because, okay, I will go ahead and tap into a little... Uh, Momentum? Oh, yeah. <laughs> reason, is it reason? Reason. Uh, yeah, reason, persuasion. If you have, like, negotiation, you can use that. Nah, I don't. Wait. Is he a mythos creature? Because he is like, definitely not a mythos creature. <laughs> he is okay. Just checking. he is he is a man. He is a man. Okay. He's not wearing like a uniform or anything. He's just. Oh my oh, god! Nice. He looks at you and he goes, "How many coins do you have? We, have we could strike a deal, coins. and there's uh, some ruins out back. Uh, what are you looking to do here? What is the purpose of your visit? Well." Like I said, we're all academics. We are uh, we are studying the goddess uh, Hathor. Uh, he says, I don't care. How much money do you have and what? Why oh, are you here? Well, you asked, uh, of course, we've got... Uh, what, do, what do you want? Pavel lists the amount of money that <laughs> sounds reasonable. Uh, so, <laughs> and then we can give you a handful of almonds as well. He says, there's a, a ruined sanatorium behind the temple. You can set up there for the night. You'll be out of sight. I will tell the other guard when he comes here in the morning. Uh, I will not tell him of your, your presence, that you're here. That's that. This seems very fair. And what was what was your name again? With that, with that's so rude of me. My name is Mohammed. Mohammed. Oh, that's a nice name. <laughs> it's the only nice name, name I've used. <laughs> It's the most My common name in the world. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, thank you for your uh, your time. Here are your coins. Here are some nuts. And he we takes shall go the, to the coins and the nuts, area. and he shows you around these ruined walls and back behind the temple. I can show you guys actually a map of the area. Um, how full is the moon, Matt? It is full. 
So you're being guided to the sanatorium behind the Temple of Hathor on this map. You'll see it's like right behind it. Yeah, I see it. And he sets you up there. It's in pretty rough shape, but it is away from everything else. He's like, you, you, you can be fine. You'll be fine here. You'll be fine here. You can spend the night and uh, look around, but don't, uh, don't, don't make too much of a, a mess or trouble for me, okay? Duh. Once he leaves, uh, Leo would turn to uh, Sergeant McKay. Uh, Susie, when are we supposed to drink these uh, red ale of truth? And where? So, we... We... We'll know the time when we need to drink it, is what what was told. Um, but uh, we do we do have to go around to the front of the uh, the front of the temple, I believe. Ruby, you get an overwhelming sensation that you feel the time is right. An overwhelming sensation. This this ale is calling to you. You keep looking down at it. You're licking your lips. You see the full moon up in the sky. This bright bright full moon. You know there's only hours left in the the night. That would be such a lush. (laughs) (laughs) The bottle is calling to you. The red ale is calling to you. You just need one sip. You just need to hit your lips. It's five o'clock somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) There is enough for all of you. It looks like there might even be enough left over if you you don't need to just down it all. Like you guys could all take a sip and see what happens, and there'll still be some left over. Okay, so yeah. there you go with your psychic things. It's time. It's time. Takes it off, rip the cork off, and <laughs> takes a sip. Absolutely. And I'll I'll pass it to Leo. To you, my friend. Ah. Takes a sip, passes it on, Sergeant Morris. Why? <laughs> it's like cough medicine. <laughs> Tastes like licorice. Why? <laughs> oh, I love licorice. Like black licorice. Oh, so good. What's wrong with you? <laughs> we must all make sacrifices, Sergeant Morris. Oh, no. I'd rather be shot. Sincerely, I can uh, shrug off. This is out well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're all talking, you're all kind of arguing, talking about how it tastes like licorice, and you're looking at one another, and all of a sudden you stop, and you look at your surroundings, and you're suddenly, you're standing on a rectangular piece of stone pavement, facing a range of mountains. The sun is rapidly sinking down into a gap between the two peaks. (gasps) Oh... Oh wow! We didn't get a sun sunrise. We got a sunset. Ah! Yes. my friend. Is you are a dreamwalker? Is that correct? Are we in are we in the dreamlands here? That would be a good question, uh, Matt. Would I get the sense that <laughs> as as a as as a dreamwalker, professional dreamwalker, uh, as a true. Yeah, you don't even need uh, to roll for it. You, yes, you believe you've all took a sip of this and you have now entered the dream. Well, you've shifted, your surroundings have shifted around you and it's day all of a sudden. Yes. You have a pretty good feeling. 
that you have yes, entered the dreamlands. We are no longer in the in the realm of, of the physical. We are in we are in the dreamlands. This is you can tell because look, Pavel is like five hundred feet tall. And we know that that's not true. I'm just kidding. He's not that big. But yes, yes. Uh, but be careful. Just because we are in dreamlands, there are things that can still harm us here. So it is not place uh, for you know. My, my studies, though I have, though I, I must admit, until now I believe that the dreamlands were simply a, a, a psychic manifestation of the subconscious. This is very fascinating. Now I can I can see where this might cause us great harm if we're not careful. There are many ancient creatures with whom I have encountered who are far more adept at navigating these lands than than than, than I am. But uh, stay close, be careful, control your thoughts. Uh, mental discipline will aid you. And uh, I've, I've known you all very well. All of you seem very mentally disciplined, so I think it, it will be fine. Uh, so, uh, Lieutenant McKay, where are we supposed to go? As the champion of our, of our <laughs> adventure here, where should we be headed? So all we see are mountains. So you're, you're surrounded by desert on all sides. You've got this mountain range dead ahead. The sun has gone down. And it is illuminated almost like a straight pathway from between these peaks right to you. Like a walkway straight to these peaks. Well, Leo, I say we go straight. It, it, it's like they want us to go this way. And she just starts bolting off. Uh, one, thing, one thing that you notice as you start to bolt off also, your clothes are all the same. But you look at your gear and your weapons. And anybody who's carrying a gun, they've been transmogrified into like period appropriate like bow and arrows if anybody had like a dagger it's gonna be it doesn't look like your your modern day dagger it looks like an ancient egyptian dagger um your sword looks pretty much the same jonathan and your shield is identical that shield that you picked up back in italy it looks just like it did actually it probably looks even newer and more pristine than it did when you picked it up Wow. He has only weapons on his mind, so he has nothing to change. Because he is completely inept at both gun and knife. <laughs> and would kill himself instead. Nobody's wearing any, like, synthetic fibers or anything. I'm sure you're all wearing wool. Otherwise, your clothes would also change, but I'm sure you're all wearing, like, wool and co yeah. cotton and leathers. All that. Leathers, yeah, so you'd be fine. Very Otherwise, that would all change fabrics. as well. <laughs> Colorful fabrics. That's what he wears. Well, he wears black suits and, you know, black pants and black hat and, you know, black uh, jet, but many colorful, like, scarves and, and bonnets and things would, like would that. Would they be silk or something like that? Because then you'd be fine also. Be, it'd probably yeah. be silk. Nothing simple. Really, from that time period, synthetic is not really that widely used when it comes to clothing. I, I should warn everyone, be careful not to stray. The way, way, if you leave the path, it does not necessarily mean you can see it as easily from afar. The stepping five feet to the right into the darkness could lead you on a different path entirely. One you might not be able to easily recover from. Well, may maybe could could we borrow your scarves? Could we tie them all together and we all hang on to a onto a side of one or something? 
Well, let's, like, let's go easy. Like, they're gonna get all wrinkled when you do that, but... Yeah, okay, that's fine, Susie. Let's... Let, let, okay. I do have many scarves. Okay. And it looks like the distance to these mountain peaks looks, like, just way, way, way far on the horizon. Like, it looks like it's gonna take you forever to walk over there. Like, we must hurry, a then. day or more. Let us go. Okay. So you set off in the direction of these mountains. You're walking, and you're talking, and you're observing, and you see mountain, or you see desert on either side. There's no change. There's no sign of life. There's no sign of anything. You don't really hear any noises or anything either. But as you're walking, it looks and seems like the distance towards these mountains is getting less and less and less. Like, um, within a matter of minutes, you've closed more than half of the gap from where you started to these two mountain peaks where this light is shining through. And next thing you know, you take this next step and all of a sudden you're just there at your destination. And you're greeted, well, Pavel and Ruby, you're greeted with familiar sight. You are standing across from a sandy plateau and ahead of you lies a massive gateway with walls that stretch forever on either side. There are five mummies standing there and a large snake-like guardian in front of this this gateway. I'm gonna go right down on my knee and, and, and bow my head and like pull them down. Down, down, down. Oh yes, yes, of course. We we we, we have returned. We've returned with 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 much time. The snake guardian just hisses and slithers over to you and asks you the same question that you asked before. What is your name, and why do you wish to travel through the duet? We we are we are, and I'll tell everybody's names and and so forth. Um, we are here to to release the sun, to set the sun free. We were chosen. It slithers up to the next bread. Leo asks you the same question: What is your name, and why do you wish to travel the duet? Uh, I am. Leopold Brun, and I have come to the Duat in order to assist Lieutenant McKay in setting free the sun and defeating Apophis. Slithers over to Jonathan. What is your name? Why do you wish to travel the Duat? My name is Jonathan. I'm here to help her with whatever she needs. The sun, the defeating, the stuff. Slithers finally over to Pavel, asks him the same question. What is your name and why do you wish to travel a duet? I am, I am Pavel, this is Gregor, and as my friends have said, we wish to reclaim the sun. But, oh, holy creature. We mean no disrespect. He hisses, slithers aside, letting you pass through the gate, all of you seeming to be satisfied with all of your answers. I would hate to unsatisfy him. <laughs> that went very well. Very good job, Lieutenant McKay. Ruby is Susie. I get so confused. <laughs> Susie! <laughs> Who's this Ruby? <laughs> if we don't know each other's names... Oh, did you did you use your... Know our did you use our, your real names? Yeah, I did. Leo did. I did. Oh, yes. yes. Okay. Okay. Good, 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 good. Excellent. <laughs> I was like, wait, did any of you use false names? 
because <laughs> uh, that could have ended badly. All right, so it moves aside, and you've got this long stone pathway to continue down. And up ahead, you can see what looks to be in, like, another gate. You start walking and walking and walking. And you come to another gate with a similar scene. Five mummies and another one of these snake guardians. But this time, in front of it, sit two chairs, a table. And this table has an inlay of ivory in a grid pattern, three rows deep and ten columns wide. The table's legs have been carved to look like those of an animal, but like nothing known to you. It's definitely something, but you can't quite identify it. Um, I'm going to, without even rolling, I'll say uh, Pavel and Leopold, you recognize this game as Senate. Uh, ancient Egyptian game of passing uh, spoken of in the books of the dead. A snake guardian slithers over to all of you. Uh, who in the party has hmm the highest will? What's what's everybody's will score? Twelve. Wow. Well, there you go. <laughs> I'm gonna say that's probably the highest. Well, Pavel's is probably twelve too. Uh, mine's eleven. Oh. My insight's twelve. Okay. Eight. <laughs> the snake guardian slithers over to you, Leopold. And says, will you join me at the table for a game? Ah, of course, my friend. It will be my pleasure. Slithers over to one side in front of one of the chairs. Another chair, just it kind of pulls out on its own for you to sit down in. As Leo has, takes a seat. Yeah, as you do so, all of a sudden, the playing pieces just materialize on the board. And the snake guardian starts explaining the rules of Senate to you. And it seems really clear as he's explaining them. Something, because you're both like history guys and Egyptologists and things like that, you're into the occult and all that, you don't even need to roll for this. Nobody has ever discovered the rules of Senate. So... While this seems really clear and it starts, it makes sense to you, at the same time, you're kind of scratching your head because the way he's describing it, you're also kind of forgetting it as it's being said, and you're doing your best to try and keep these bits of information and these nuggets of rules in your mind as he keeps droning on and on. It almost seems like you're losing it as he's saying the next bit. Go ahead, and I need you to make me a will and resilience roll. It's going to be a contested roll against the Guardian. Okay. Um, can I take three momentum to get a couple extra die? Yes, you can. Okay. And Matt, I am going to spend uh, <laughs> one fortune point to make one of those automatically a critical. Nice. Okay. Nice. So that'll be two successes automatically. So I'll just roll three dice, and we'll consider the fourth dice is, is the crit, okay? Yep. Okay, so five successes. All right, and the Guardian that's opposed wow. got... Let's see, Will and Resilience... Whoa, okay. Um, yeah, you, you're sitting there and you're like walking through the rules in your mind and it moves the first piece and you move yours and it moves the next piece and you move yours. And next thing you know, you're overtaking the Guardian's pieces and he's 
doing his best. He seems almost kind of flustered as you just keep taking and capturing each one of his pieces and he's unable to keep up with you and even take any of your pieces. And next thing you know, he says, the game is yours. Great Guardian, I must say I greatly appreciate your instruction and only through your great tutelage did I even understand the game enough to play. You are a very worthy opponent. Just hisses at you and slithers aside, letting you pass through the, this this gate. And Leo is mentally trying to jot down all the rules, but I, they're fading from his brain as fast as he tries <laughs> to capture them in, yeah. his, in his mind palace. So the Leo, next... how did you how did you know how to do that? That was amazing. Oh, Susie, to be honest with you, I do not even understand now how I did it. The game is slipping from my mind faster than I can hold it on. <sighs> well, great work. Really, you saved our bacon back there. Thank you. It is my pleasure, Susie. It's a cool table. <laughs> it's a nice it table. It was nice a very cool table, was it not? I did not recognize the beast's legs from which it is modeled. I assume that is some sort of dreamland creature, Pavel. Is that the case? I would think so. Yeah, but very specialized to this uh, this place, I am sure. Some sort of revered creature, perhaps associated with Hathor or Wajet or one of the other Egyptian gods or goddesses. Okay. You guys head on. You continue. And you're greeted by two more of these gates, guarded by five mummies and snake guardians. But these ones don't ask you any questions. They just move aside and let you pass as you continue on. And after some time from going through the last one, this next gate does not lead to another featureless plateau, but to an oddly decorated, low-ceilinged room. There's severed heads of bizarre, nightmarish creatures, things you've never seen before, hanging upside down from the ceiling. And the walls are richly carved and painted with images of the gods and scenes depicting the books of the dead. As they describe this very chamber, the Judgment Hall of Osiris. I say this is known to both Pavel and Leopold without any roles. Quite and common. Gregor. Knowledge losing his shit. And now <laughs> Gregor's Lucy's chirping. Hi. 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 Yes. Okay. Rock. <laughs> Just points at the ends and looks at Sergeant Morris. Rock. <laughs> In the center of the hall is a raised stone dais on which stands a large set of balance scales. Uh. Anybody or everybody, you can make me a reason academia, this specifically history, with a difficulty of one. To kind of ascertain more here. Boom. It's pretty common Egypt-related knowledge. <laughs> so, Megan, or Ruby, and Leopold, you both recognize this as uh, the scales on which the hearts of the dead are weighed by Maat. Ma Ma uh, to either side of the scales, a large, grotesque figure of a monster. Known as the Amut, or the Eaters of the Dead. They're bizarre, 
creatures of what would appear to be taxidermy, if you will. They have the head of a crocodile, the mane and the forelimbs of a gigantic lion, and the hindquarters of a hippopotamus just sitting there. They see, they're not stone. They seem to be real, but they're not moving. They're sitting there motionless on either side of these scales, just watching. Oh, oh yeah, there was... I remembered something about like how how willow is not just for cricket bats. Um, ah, it, it looking around the room is there. There's just this the set of scales. Just the scales and these two creatures. There's hieroglyphs everywhere. The walls are covered of them. Even without a roll, like you guys know that it's it's hearts. You have to put a heart on there to weigh it. Um, the other thing you notice, though, on one pan of the scales rests a large brown ostrich feather, not unlike the one you used to create the ripples in the water, Ruby. <gasps> when you saw the vision of the Well of Star, at the Well of Stars. So it seems like you need to weigh something against this feather. Mm, something against this feather. You cut your heart out? Well, it is a dream, right? That is true, but it is possible to harm your your your, your corporeal body in the dream once. So you're you're you disapprove of the cutting of the heart? No, what I about think one it's of those cool. there's those mummies. I bet their their hearts are probably all dried out, very light. We should probably not agitate the guardians of this place. You you could all I make. I could. I well, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You know, go ahead. I was just going to say I could use remote viewing on the scales to do psychometry on it to determine what what's required to be measured against it. Yeah. Against I was going to say also we could do that or you could make a reason observation sight test okay. one, That'd if you will. Easier. Anybody and everybody in this room can. Difficulty one. Reason observation. Okay. Woo! Go ahead and take those momentums. All of you are looking around the room and you're seeing these, these the, you're looking at the hieroglyphs, you're trying to figure out something, some way without having to cut out your own hearts. And on one of these hieroglyphs, you show that it shows clearly depicting someone getting up and sitting in one of these scales. The scales aren't huge. They're only like three feet in diameter. It's going to be a little awkward for, you know, someone to get up in there and sit and balance and weigh themselves against this feather. But it, it looks like that might be an alternate way uh, to be judged. Well, I'm... I don't want to put you guys in any more danger. I'll, I'll sit in the scales. She'll climb in. Yeah, you go ahead and you climb in, you cram your way in there, and you sit there, and they start to move up and down, up and down, up and down, slowly, until, finally, you balance right in the middle with the feather. Whew. Oh, I, ne I never thought I was that light. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, Lieutenant McKay, you are the chosen one of this. This, oh gosh. Well, now that we're, and has there been any difference with um, the two monsters on either side of us? No, no reaction from them at all. But after you sit in the scales, all of a sudden you hear the sound of 
stone grinding on stone, and a hidden door on the far side of the room opens. And you can see a land beyond the, the Hall of Judgment. Uh, and it's not the same as what you've encountered so far. You see the road is lined ahead with jackal-headed standards. Each with its body firmly lashed to it. Oh, right. Well, I'm, I'm going to slowly um, make my way out. Does it make any difference when I leave the scales? Uh, no, the door's open and the, the feather goes back to being heavier, kind of weighs down. And the other one that you were sitting in goes up. Excellent. All right, let's go. Yes? Right, yes. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jackals are always a good sign, I think. Uh, it is the funerary gods of Egypt, Anubis, and others. Oh. Oh, it, oh I, guess, I guess that's okay, because considering we are kind of where we are, right? We just came from Osiris's like throne room or judgment room and now we're moving on. So like, let's, let's take it in in uh, in spades here. And uh, this, is, this is like really cool. So like, I'm having a ball. <laughs> this is amazing. This is great. I do this all the time. Just, you know, not like this. Like, this is way better. I was going to ask you, Pavel, about this. To see if perhaps you have experienced other dreamlands that are quite this uh, elaborate. There are others. The Celts, the Lord. Oh, jeez, they are crazy, but they're a different time. Plus, I never have friends. It's usually just me and Gregor. No offense, Gregor. But, you know, more the merrier, you know? <laughs> You'll have to teach me this method of dream fucking. I am fascinated by it. I would be, I would be honored to. That would be wonderful. Yes, yes. I will teach as much as I can teach. Some of it is innate, but others, some of it can be taught. Do you always have to drink that licorice nonsense before you do this? No, not I. <laughs> I, I just go to sleep. Yeah, maybe. I lose red liquid. Metaphorically. <laughs> All right. So. The hallway lined with Anubis. There are also faces, it seems, along the walls. And as you step in, you start looking. Every face you look at, and it's different for each of you, is the face of someone you've killed. You see the faces of the German soldiers from the hospital. You see people from your past. You see other soldiers that you've encountered during this mission staring at you as you walk through this hallway. They're on either side of you, the faces of those you have killed. It appears this path is lined with the faces of those who have fallen before us in our crusade for truth. This must you be a good sign. It. You deserved it. You suck. <laughs> <laughs> they don't say anything. They don't do anything. Lifeless eyes look at you. They don't blink. As you pass through. And you continue on. And this road does not end or lead to another gateway. But instead, to the shores of a lake. 
whose inky black waters are smooth like polished glass, just like the, the water was in the well last night, Roby, before you took the feather to it. And you can see on the far side of the shores, in the middle of this, this seems like a, a giant lake, there's an island on which stands a temple, not dissimilar to that one at Dendera, only a smaller scale. The one you saw in your vision. The shore that you're standing on is lined with trees all around you. Anybody and everyone, you can make me a reason science, biology specifically, or survival. Reason survival or oh, science. Yes, I will take Roll. Oh my god, <laughs> Holy crap. Uh, what? I think, uh, I think we gotta go with the complication there, because I mean That's gonna be a fail that's gonna be a fail forward here at this point. I gotta okay. success on that. a reason check. Uh you identify these trees as willow trees growing along the the edges and along the shore. Stoopsy, that's those are the things we can yeah, make yeah, cricket yeah. bets. Yeah, that's that, that's Willow. What now? What did he say? He said that Willow is not just used for that of cricket bats. So what do you do with a cricket bat? You hit it. You hit uh, ball with it, right? Yep, yep, yep. And we we could make raft with them and go to islands. We could indeed, because we we have we have to go. So like, friend. Oh, well, yes, I mean we're here, you know. This is so exciting. On a boat, and you you wanted to go on a boat. This is this is this is the um this is like our style of boat. We'll just Alright, looking looking around, is there any like is there like branches on the ground? Yeah, there's branches everywhere, and when you pick up a branch, it's very um very flexible. Very, very flexible. You could easily bind them or, or like tie them together and bind them together and to make something that'll float you across you can make little moors to like paddle yourself across and everything very easily you don't even need to make a, a roll for that you guys just take the time and fashion yourself a little raft and paddles and everything to make your way across this lake um uh, Pavel Leo what I could we could we touch this water? Like, is it is it okay if we touch this water? Can we drink this water? Like, let us look more closely. Perhaps at it. is there anything in it? Can we see through it? Is it transparent? Is it opaque? It is black. You cannot see even at the like the the shallowest at the shore. You cannot right. see the ground probably, below. Probably a good idea not to touch or fall in, or definitely not. I would say not drink. Probably not. That okay. would be safe than sorry, I think. Should Morris put your finger down? I saw that. Uh, yeah, so, um, I'm gonna hit. So, we're just gonna hop on this raft that we've built and paddle across. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You're paddled across. You slowly make your way across. You don't see any signs of life in the water. You don't see any signs of life over on the island on the, or that you're making your way to. But you paddle your way across. 
you hit the shore over there. And uh, I'm assuming you all dispar uh, disembark off the boat or off your raft onto the island. Yep. As you, as the last of you step off your little raft, suddenly the waters of the lake burst into flames and those strange twisted hybrid creatures that you saw hanging from the ceiling in that judgment hall can be seen swimming through the fire all around you. It's not hot. You don't feel heat radiating, radiating off of the fire, but the, the, the whole lake has burst into flames. This, this wasn't in my dream. This, this wasn't in my dream, I swear. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, like, lick my finger, I swear. <laughs> it, is, it is fine, everyone calm down, I think it, we've bypassed this, we're okay, we just go into the temple now, we don't have to go back that way. Everything is fine. So, they're not gonna come here? It does not look like they are encroaching upon us, I think it's more of a... Like we can't easily leave. We have we have something we must do and be successful at, or then probably they will come and eat us or something. Ah, oh. uh, can everybody please make me an insight observation test, please? It is two successes. Take your momentum. Also, two successes. So, two successes. Well, everybody who got one success, you you swear. You hear, like, the faint sound of what sounds like a train or an engine or a vehicle approaching. Those who got two successes, out of the corner of your eye, you see a blue-robed figure watching you from the far side of the shore. See him, Leo? Ah, ah I see him. Do, do you recognize him, Pavel? Do we recognize him, Matt? You don't, but you do remember hearing of a blue-robed man at the excavation site. Concentration right? camp, yeah. yeah. Right, right. It could perhaps... Uh, I think I have the name somewhere, but I think we learned, like, it would maybe... Well, there's someone in purple robes. Okay. There's a purple robe? man in purple robes. Yeah, that was with Fuchs. So yep. I have my notes. Purple? Alright, we'll say it may be purple earlier in the adventure. So it may be, yeah. <laughs> it may be an error. So we'll say purple Maybe robes as well. Changed. You see a man in purple robes. Do you look oh, at him? Oh, oh. Or are you just kind of playing it cool? Or like, what do you... You see him out of the corner of your eye. You I'm assuming we're just should call we engage him? I think that is our modus operandi. Let's go confront him. Oh, on our terms. Far end of the shore. So as soon as you turn to confront him, he just instantly vanishes into thin air. When he sees that you see him, he vanishes. We're not alone. Uh, apparently, they have also talented dreamers amongst the uh, cadre of foes. As you're, Be on alert. As you're standing there, the ground begins to rumble. And... From beneath the ground, this massive worm-like creature erupts from within it, barring your way. It, uh, it's not like a normal worm. It, uh, I immediately start to walk without rhythm. Instead of a mass of wither, uh, it has a mass of withering tentacles for a maw. 
There's a huge distorted human face in the middle of this, like, this this worm's where its head is. Accompanying it are 11 other more normal-sized human faces poking out from folds all along the creature's repulsive body. And the faces undulate and change and scream and sob and threaten you all at the same time. Uh, let me show you a picture of what you're looking at here as well. I don't want to see one after the description. <laughs> what is wrong with you? I want to sleep tonight. Oh my god. That's not going to go yeah. well. <laughs> I'll, sh I'll show it on stream there. The stream can see this giant, massive <laughs> worm creature with a human head and multiple human heads all over it screaming and crying and withering and trembling in pain and also throwing up threats. And it seems oh. to be barring your way as you want to pass into this temple. It's just, it's sitting there in front of you. It doesn't seem to be moving at you. I need all of you to make me a will resistant, a resilience test uh, to avoid suffering mental stress from seeing this thing. Please and thank you. Dis discipline, discipline apply here. Yes. Good. You're good. Critical Three success. Successes. Okay, you're all good. You've seen some shit in your time. And as disturbing as this giant worm creature is, it's not enough. It's not enough. It's just more face to shield punch. Alright, so like I said, it's just sitting there and it's like curled up and staring at you, that giant human head. Do we want Do to we talk on it? We could try. I, I could invoke again if you want. I feel we have to defeat it before we can get past it. Is this what you, is this what you are feeling? Is your spiritual connection, uh, Susie, saying that we must defeat this creature, or can we bypass it? My vision had like the earthquake and 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 like uh, rubble and and whatnot. There was definitely no gigantic like man-eating worm thing for sure. I I say we we have to defeat it now. That doesn't mean kill it. That just means we have to like outwit it or or get around it. So maybe maybe let's see if we can sneak around it. This thing is massive. I was going to have Gregor play Paper Rock against it. <laughs> he is very good at it. He is. There is nothing on this island. It is completely bare of any trees or anything over here. It's just wide open with a smaller scale version of the temple uh, you're sleeping next to. In the middle uh, of perhaps you attempt to communicate with it and see what it wants from us? Right. We shall try. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, creature. We come. Not to fight with you we mean no harm to you we merely wish to gain entry to the temple that you guard tell us can we do this peacefully without the shedding of blood i would like to if i can make invocation pass okay yes go <laughs> difficulty two here invocation what I do we tap into some momentum? What are we invoking? Just uh 
Well, it's like I, I just say like invocation. Like invocation is like communication with like it's like it's like communication with like gods or supernatural Kay. that kind of Kay. stuff. So that's why I was assuming. Okay, yeah. Great. Go ahead and make your roll. Two successes, please. Do you want will or insight or what do you want for this? That is a great question. I want insight. I like that question. Like, <laughs> you like that answer? I'm going to go ahead just because I want to make sure that nothing goes wrong. I will spend three uh, momentum to get a couple extra dice. Using my invocation. Hopefully, I'll be able to earn it back. That's four successes. So I <laughs> Okay, take your momentum. Take your two momentum. And this giant worm human-headed thing, like, slithers over. And, like, its big, massive head gets right in front of yours. It's probably about the size of you. And it's looking right at you. You can hear the smaller heads all screaming and moaning and wailing in pain. And it says, what is your purpose here? Ruby. Oh, oh, right. Our uh, our purpose here is to set the sun free. Yes. It slithers over to you, Ruby, and his big, massive head. To prove you are worthy. Oh, oh, oh okay. What? What what ta- what task do you ha- do you set before us? For we shall we shall pass anything you set before us. Those who have proven their worth present your gift to me. The willow. What? What does a gigantic worm with several heads need? Hmm. Oh, I have an answer, but it's let's let's keep it serious because it's gonna be a stupid joke. So no, but <laughs> yes, perhaps they will. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. And I'll 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 go back and and grab a, a thatch of of willow and 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 present it to this worm creature. It's go ahead. Yeah, yeah, and just present it to it. It scoffs. This does not prove that you are great or you're a great warrior. Show me, show me you have earned the privilege to enter the temple. Sergeant Morris, perhaps you could show your treasure? To catch a reflection of yourself in this. Yes, you, you, the shield. you take the shield off and it's just like bright brilliant gold there's like red inset in the middle like you've never really noticed this before it's almost like you almost feel like electricity jumping off of this object right now and it looks and it kind of reels back and hisses ah the cephalus you have the cephalus ah yes yes and it starts to like slither away the ground starts to open and it kind of burrows back down into the ground leaving the entry to the temple yours let us proceed quickly before it changes its mind well done sergeant morris yes 
know why you're giggling, Will. Yes, we must go. This is <laughs> I didn't know I had syphilis. Syphilis. Not syphilis. Or Clypeus. 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 Thank you. The Clypeus. Let us, let Not us, syphilis. Let us move forward. <laughs> Clypeus. Uh, yes, so you head into the temple. As soon as you enter, the, the interior is almost completely dark. Aside from a light that appears to be emanating from the rear of the building. You can see just like a pinprick of light back there. Otherwise, everything else is in complete darkness. Sergeant Morris, you you know you know like like um uh you know with the light coming and the shining shield and you can shine it, um, she's gonna she, can I just borrow the shield for a second? Whatever you need, we'll be here. Yeah. Can I, can I use the shiny surface of the shield to like move the move the pinprick of light about to see around in our surroundings at all? Oh yeah yeah. Um. Yeah, so you you can do that. It's a, it's not going to be much light, but you can move it around, and it like bounces off pillars and objects in this room. Like when you shine it like on a nearby pillar, this this room looks as almost if it was it would have the day it was built. Like it's immaculate in here. The paint isn't peeling or chipped. There's not in ruins. It's 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 immaculate, immaculate shape in here. But you kind of, you've just got this pinprick of light and you're kind of scanning around. You don't see or pick anything up from what you can tell. Okay. Perhaps and that is the light we have to three. Oh, absolutely. Let's go. Yeah, so you start to make your way forward. And as you get closer and closer, the, the light gets brighter and brighter as you're heading towards the rear of the temple. It gets stronger and stronger. And you enter a room. Those of you who are, are history people, this is most likely the sanctuary, this area of the temple. And in here, you see there are four statues, all holding up what appear to be like a sun, a, a sun disc. And they're holding them in various places positions one of them's holding it way up above its head another's holding it um at its like waist another seems to be holding it behind its back and uh, and one has it down leaned over leaning forward down near its feet and they all have these sun discs they all look different as well they're not identical to one another i think perhaps lieutenant that you had the right idea all along if we maybe reposition these sun disks of these four statues to capture the light, we may in fact be freeing it. <gasps> oh, th thank goodness you're with us. No, no, no. You would have thought of it yourself. True. Look at the big brain on Ruby. Go oh, ahead. God. Let's... Stop, stop. Let <laughs> Let's go ahead and make a... a... Reason. What's acad academia? A roll here. Any, difficulty uh, of one. You can do history if you have a specialty in uh, history. You can use that. Don't How many reason rolls tonight. 
not a cultism because this is like egyptology this isn't going to be like anything like too deep nothing okay so we got two successes so and one success <laughs> like how jonathan's just like yeah yeah this all makes sense oh, well no reflecting the light i got that <laughs> looking around the room uh the two with the two successes you assume that one of these is the disc of at a10 a t e n and the others must be imposters, and you must choose wisely when selecting the one that is the true artifact. Like I said, there's notable differences between all of them. There are different orientations of the hands. Are there, like you said, there, there are four different goddesses. Are there, like... What what heads? They're all they identical. So all of the statues are identical to one another, except for the position they're holding. These sun uh, discs and the discs themselves all look slightly different as well. Okay. So let's um let's reflect the light and see what happens. Yeah. If we must, if we must select the correct disc. If we use the incorrect ones, we may find ourselves in a bit of uh, trouble. I think perhaps we need to figure out what the correct one is first. Do any of the markings on the discs here bear any similar markings to what is on Sergeant Morse's shield? Um, good question. Uh... Just reading the description of the different discs. No, none of them do. It's a good, good, good call though. When Ruby and I were in her a dream, and we saw like the light begin to like erupt, did we get the like it's like the precursor state of it? Did we see like it from a particular angle or from a particular point of of origin? Was there anything that? might give us clue as to like the position it was in when it started yeah let me see here you guys are you guys have the clue how can i or like the 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 mountain so Right, there was also, I, I have in my note, uh, Ruby, I'm not sure if you have this too, but there's a temple, the ground splits open and the sun comes up from it, which like, like is, is that, does that mean it's the one on the ground, like where they're bending over towards the feet or, but then also like there's the carved heads of the woman where they're cow's ears, so like that's the head, so I don't know if there's anything there though. No, it would... Absolutely. So, what? The, what's these? They're just round discs. They're round. They're round discs made of metal, and they have like, like almost like beams of metal coming off, like all the way around. Like if you think of a sun, you know how you draw the lines all around, a, like a sun when you're doodling. So there's like metal pieces coming out, jutting out from the um, these sun discs themselves as well. We could do a ba, 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 let's do a test here. A 
reason observation with two difficulty as you're looking at all these. Three successes. Holy crap. Same. Uh, holy crap. Uh, so as you're looking at all of these different sun disks, you notice the one that is, that's held the highest seems to, um, have this strange red metal in it that you don't see in the others. It's kind of like worked into the, the, the metal of the disc itself. And it's not unlike and very similar to the red metal that you first encountered when you were in Rome, uh, and you, you received the, uh, Clypeus. And this is that's... the one that's holding the sun above its head, the highest. Mm. So Clypeus is the shield, right? The shield, yeah, that's the shield on yeah, right. Jonathan's back. Metals in it. Okay. Yeah, I think that guy's got syphilis too. <laughs> <laughs> it's very astute. It is very astute. I think you used the wrong words, but I understood the, the gist of what you were saying. It does. If... It does bear a striking resemblance to the metallurgy. Oh, so we just need to grab it then, yeah? If we are sure that this is the one, then then da. All right. I'm gonna go up and uh, I'm gonna... or angle it. I, I. What is it that uh, you were told that we had to do to free the sun? We had to defeat. Worm man, which we did. <laughs> the Dreadlord Apophis. Right? And um Worm Man. Would would Pavel know the with the name Apophis, like if you know, Egyptian mythology, if that referred to a specific creature and if that creature look like what we were we encountered outside um yes 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 go ahead and uh yes make me a roll one difficulty history and um insight yes yes academia i mean you know what i mean by history academia yeah, i got you okay uh yeah 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 uh, yeah i'll take a momentum just to be easy sure mm -hmm. Three successes. Yeah, that is the a mythical creature known as Apep Apophis. So a worm-like burrier and the final guardian of the Aten. We have defeated at least we have scared it away. That was Apophis outside that Jonathan was able to scare away. So perhaps it is as simple as as Ruby retrieving the disc at this point. <laughs> If you wish, I could psychometrically link myself to the disc to determine what we must do with it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Sure. I will attempt this then. This is your new power? No. Yeah, remote viewing, yeah. So it's remote viewing. If I succeed, I have to spend three momentum and then uh then yeah, I get I get glimpses into its past and its purpose, etc. Sure. Okay, okay. So I will spend one momentum, if that's okay, to get a third dice on this remote viewing. Please do. Brain mojo. It's always a good idea. 
got three successes, Holy so I get that momentum crap. back. Wow. You guys, then, all right. So uh, then I spend you spend the three momentum to to figure to you, figure you, out its past. You close your eyes, and then you're transported back to a, a scene out of antiquity, and you see this thing being crafted, and you see that there are fingerprint indents um, in the back of it, where one must place their fingers when grasping or picking it up. Uh, almost like, remember how someone had to mm -hmm. put their hand into the mouth of the statue, yeah, and yeah, that yeah. prick mm -hmm. came up, and the blood came down and released it? Looks like the fingerprints are like the trigger on this one, and you see this ancient scene where, where someone approaches it, and they're wearing gloves, and they go to grasp this thing, they put their fingers with the fingerprints, and all of a sudden, this electricity jolts all over their body, and they burst into flames and burn to death. You fast forward you, to another scene, and you see someone grasp and pick up the disc with their bare hands, and their fingers go within these fingerprints, and you notice, you realize they're in this room here, and they're carrying it over, and they're placing it atop this, this statue that you're looking at, who's holding it high in the sky, and they place it in its resting place that it's in now and they let go and nothing nothing bad happens lieutenant mckay i have seen the past of this disc it is very interesting there are fingerprints on the back and you must place your naked fingers into those slots and be accepted by the disc if you are found false or wearing gloves or some other such you will be destroyed But uh, if you put your hands in and you are accepted, it will, it will awaken. Uh, I believe the the sun to you. All right, no pressure then, right? Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, reaches around and 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 looks for the fingerprints. Are they easily? Oh yeah, you you see them. Like you look around behind, you can see that there are indents where the, your fingers must go into. Also, this thing is known as. Aten, the life giver. You saw that in the past as well. The life giver. <sighs> All right. Let's do this. And I'll, I'll pick it up. Reach up. Yeah, you reach up. You put your fingers in the different indents. You kind of like close your eyes. You wait a minute. And nothing seems to happen. You have this thing clutched. The sun disc clutched in your hands. Oh, look at that! Ha! I'm worthy! Look at me! Ruby McKay! Worthy! Yes! Of course, worthy. Lieutenant. We have always known you are worthy. Oh, you guys are so sweet. So you pull this thing down and you're holding it in your hands. Everybody make me, please, a insight observation test. Sight, specifically. I, I was rolling for the fallout from my spell, but I'm okay. Okay. Look at you. <laughs> Everybody gets a success. You see a purple-robed man at the far side of the room, and he suddenly sees you, and you see him, and he starts running back into the darkness the way you came into this temple. Can I cast a spell? Do I have time to cast a spell? You don't have time to cast a spell, because as he runs and you notice him and you call out, all of a sudden, the room around you fades, and you're back in that sanatorium where you drank the drink, the bottle's laying there in the sand next to you. Your weapons are back to being guns. Ruby is clutching this this disc, the sun disc. And you don't see the man anymore. The sun has risen. 
but you can hear the sound and rumble of engines somewhere nearby. The Nazis are here, the purple man. We must make haste. He saw us. He knows we have the disc. You poke your head up, and you see on the horizon Aaron's threat coming to haunt you. You see three Opal Blitz German vehicles rumbling through the desert in your direction, and slowly, and more behind them, you see a Panzer II tank Ooh, crap. rolling through the desert in your direction. <laughs> and you know you don't have a lot of time before they get here. Quickly. Quickly, everyone together, to me, to me. And I think we'll leave off there. We're gonna end the session yeah. there. Okay. We're gonna okay. we're gonna deal with the threat next time, with the complication nice. next time. I know Jonathan's excited to fight a tank. <laughs> I'm excited <laughs> to run away from a tank. <laughs> I'm like, Pop, I'll teleport. You're in the middle of the desert. You're in the middle of nowhere. We'll see I'll just you. keep jumping. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. That was good. That was good. All right, Egypt. Oh, and you see the knocked wolf logo prominently displayed on the sides of those Opal Blitz um, trucks. I like mean, painted on the side. Leo awesome. can top can toss those trucks, but he can't do much against a Panzer tank. <laughs> yeah, I think Jonathan might take on a Panzer. I don't know. I've got a feeling. I've got a feeling. All right, that was good. It was good, to get, <laughs> it was good to get back to that. <clears throat> good section. Or a good session. Uh, we're almost done Egypt at this point. Powering through it. Uh, so let's do the round table. Jeff, what do you got going on for streams between now and yeah. next week Thursday? Tomorrow uh, over on twitch.tv slash the lollygaggers. You can catch Aaron and I. We're playing Hunter the Reckoning. Uh, the new uh, uh, Hunter 5. Uh, Saturday uh, we're doing One Ring, second edition in the afternoon. And over on Grim and Perilous Plays at night. You can catch Jeremy and I playing Heart. Uh, and then on Monday, back on my own channel, on the Lollygagger channel, we'll be playing uh, Holler for Savage Worlds. Holla. Awesome. Holler. <laughs> uh, Megan, what you been getting up to gaming-wise? Uh, just this fantastic game. Um, pretty boring this summer and uh, kind of liking it. Which game? <laughs> no Th game. This Sorry. game? Yes, this game. Oh, well, I'm flattered. Uh <laughs> Aaron, what do you got going on between now and next week, Thursday? Let's see. Uh, tomorrow we're playing some Blades in the Dark over on Garblad Games. Um, then on Tuesday, I believe they'll be back for Alien Heart of Darkness on Garblag. Wednesday we'll be back, uh, and I'll be back with Hagen Ritter von Delbers, the Knight of Ulrich, uh, playing some Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay 4th Edition, Once Upon a Time in the Old World. And then I think on Thursday, before we come back for Octoon Cthulhu, Pete will be running some heroic deeds on Garblag. Nice. All right. And, Jeremy, tell me about this Patreon. Yeah, man. Aaron reads on Patreon. You get comics, art, some RPG assets, some maps, other good stuff. It's a good time. Check it out. Very good. All right. Thank you, everybody, who joined us tonight. It was great to see uh, familiar faces returning after our two-week hiatus. Great to see some new faces and people popping in. Always appreciate it. And we'll be back next week, Thursday, with uh, us fighting a tank in Actoon Cthulhu. We'll see. Uh, have a great week, everyone, and we'll see you on Thursday.